Hey, everybody. It's time for you to sit down and shut up and listen to moi. Welcome to another broadcast from Taylor Radio. And I'm your host, obviously, Taylor. So, I am going to touch on a few things today uh, related to my previous podcast on stoicism and mostly, since I'm not an expert on this and I'm still trying to figure this shit out, how to live as though you could die tomorrow or how to live your life with death in mind. So this is an idea I've been uh, listening to that originated from reading or listening to Nassim Taleb in his book Anti-Fragile. He references Seneca a lot. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to check this motherfucker out. So I checked this guy out, Seneca, been listening to some of his stuff. And the idea that you could die tomorrow is so intriguing to me because it is so true. Um, Even though the probability might be low, I mean, really, you never know. And it was interesting because, and Google might be feeding this to me, but over the last week, there were two young people that died. One was 19, one was 23, and they were both athletes of some kind, but they weren't related. Someone, one of them might have committed suicide. And then Foreman's, George Foreman's daughter died, who was 43. But in all three cases, they were younger than the expected age of death for their, you know, for their cohort or population. And it was unexpected. And so it just, it was interesting to me because even though we're not expected to die, you know, I'm 27 years old. So assuming I don't get hit by a car or something traumatic doesn't happen, then, you know, I should ideally live into my 70s or 80s. But that could be cut short. And for many people, it is cut short every single day. And maybe it's not tomorrow you'll die, but maybe you get a cancer diagnosis, right? So, and (laughs) that's kind of a weird way to end that statement, but maybe you get a cancer diagnosis and you have a year or two years, or it just makes you realize how fragile life truly is. So how has this affected me in the last really week and a half or so of trying to wrestle with these ideas? So for one, I've tried to think of how can I orient, how can someone make a plan based on this, right? Because I think our automatic sense is to go into hedonistic mode, right? So it's, okay, if I'm going to die tomorrow, then I'm just going to go out and do a bunch of blow or get with a bunch of hookers or whatever, right? Like there's people out there and, um, you know, I mean, it's actually, I think, a very common sentiment at first, but... The thing is, is that brings you a temporary pleasure. The problem is, is that you'd have to, I mean, one is that you'd have to just run yourself into the ground and then, you know, you'd have to just pray you didn't realize what you were doing because I feel like you would pretty much regret that. Um, So one thing I've been thinking about is how can I structure my life with these principles in mind so that I can still be productive? And this is kind of what I've been coming up with is that you would, and I'm not saying this, I'm not prescribing this to anybody. This is just me running this idea that maybe someone, you would want to live your life in such a way that 
you the goals that you are trying to achieve are such that if you were to die tomorrow or if you were going to die tomorrow, you would not have a regret of what you were doing, right? So um, if you have – if you – if you know one of your main goals is, listen, I want to have a strong family. I want to have good kids. I want to help them, blah, 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 and that's your main mission and that's what you care about and something happens to you and you're on your deathbed and you know that you did everything you could for that mission, you're not going to feel this this sense of regret of, oh, oh my gosh, I should have done more. Whereas somebody who, um, on the other end of that spectrum, say, you know, says they want to get their family together, but doesn't spend a lot of time with their family, uh, kind of avoids uh, family cohesion, doesn't you know, doesn't engage with their kids or their spouse, somebody in that regard, say they're diagnosed with something or they're on their deathbed soon. And they go, oh, fuck, you know, there's all this stuff I wanted to do. I really wanted to get my family together and I didn't even try. Right. And I think part of the thing there is that it's not that you have to reach, you know, these goals that you set, but it's more or less the aim it's more or less the process that you're going through, right? So if you're trying to become a better person, if you're trying to improve your family, if you're trying to help those around you, that's your goal and you're working towards that goal. And it's a goal such that if you were to be on your deathbed, you would be proud of that goal. That seems to be, for me, currently, what is um, what is kind of a way to go about this question of if you were going to die tomorrow. Right or if you die tomorrow, it's kind of like if you die tomorrow, would you be proud of what you did? Or if you were uh, two minutes away from dying, five minutes away from dying, would you look back at your life and say, "Yeah, I'm proud of what I did. I'm happy with what I did." Or would you look back at your life and say, "Oh man, so much wasted, so much wasted. I didn't do anything I wanted to do." Um, and not only just things you wanted to do, but did you feel like you were just a burden to society, right? Are you going out being like, oh, I just didn't do anything for the world, right? So those are my thoughts on how stoicism can, or how the idea that we could die tomorrow, we could die the next day, How can you orient yourself to still be productive with that in mind? Because, I mean, you could literally just be, you could just piss your time away, right? You could just piss your time away. The problem is, I don't know about other people, but for me personally, when I do that, when I spend a day, say I spend a day where I'm just like, I I didn't get things done I wanted to do, you just feel incomplete, right? So... If you were to die, if you were to not wake up the next day, would you have gone to bed feeling like there was a sense of things that were not completed? Or did you finish the day doing all that you could have done? That's kind of how I have been picturing this stuff with um, with stoicism. So 
That's what I'm thinking about right now in terms of uh, Seneca. You should check out his letters. I'm currently reading a um, – it's like called the, the Tao of Seneca. It's his letters, practical letters, and it's written um, – it was recorded by Tim Ferriss Audio. It's not bad. It's hard to find um, other recordings out there. It had the most reviews. So if you want to listen to it, check out uh, on Audible. Look up the Tao of Seneca. That's T-A-O. And now, real quick here, how have I been applying this to my life? It's extremely difficult, but I'm giving it a shot. For me, it's been mostly in the realm of trying to talk to some people in my family more frequently, right? So maybe my grandparents, which I already tried to do last year, which I've kept up, but it's hard. I haven't kept up as well as I should have. Um, Talking to my best friend more frequently, and just kind of making sure that uh, – and also just trying to do do some – you know, do my best at what I do. I, I'm kind of lying. I don't always try to do my best, but I try to keep that in mind in order to do my best work. And another thing which could help some guys out there. So um, if you have this thought in mind that you could die tomorrow, right – uh, there should be nothing stopping you really from asking out any girl that you're interested in, right? Uh, because not only will it not matter when you die, you could die tomorrow, okay? So obviously that doesn't mean go out and be a creep and go out and do a bunch of weird shit. But, you know, just if you, you know, if there's a girl that's catching your eye, you honestly might as well give it a shot. Because you never know what she's going to say. And then on top of that, the bottom line is you, your time could be tomorrow. Your time could be next week. And if the same thing goes for her. I mean, something could happen to her in a week, in a month. Or, you know, maybe she changes jobs or changes where she is where you don't see this person. And so the future is opaque. It's unpredictable. So don't walk around your life with things that you want to do or things that you know that you want to do or that you should do and you're not doing them because well there will be the future because you really don't know about the future um and this idea of meditating on death and meditating on things of that nature is supposed to help alleviate stress and anxiety as well and i'm trying to work on that to see uh, how that stacks up But anyway, I think that's going to be it for this segment on my experiments with uh, Stoicism and Seneca and how I'm working on applying the fact that I could die tomorrow into my life. So hold on. Let's get into some interesting thoughts from my weekend. Okay, guys. So we are back. In this segment, I want to talk about something I saw this weekend, which was just kind of funny. Nothing cray-cray. But there was – I went to a martial arts thing to advertise for uh, the school, my dad's school. And the – we had a guy that was uh, working with us. And he was a young – he's a young kid, about 19 – but his sales experience was very – or his sales tactic was very interesting. Um, he was a real jovial guy, very good um, in terms of having high energy, 
great shit in that regard. Now, I will preface this. I am no sales expert, but I have, you know, I've gotten my my fair share of some deals done here and there. And I could just say, and this is something I've also heard. I can't remember where I heard it from, but I believe it was an authoritative source. I'm not sure. But if you're trying to uh, sell somebody on something and there's like two or three people around, it's best to, at least from my experience and from what I've heard, it's best to focus, let one person in at a time, do the sales pitch, right? So if you've got two or three people standing around, don't jump in with your bullshit ideas while your partner is making a sale because what it's going to do is it's going to heighten the anxiety of the person you're trying to sell to and it's going to cause confusion and it's going to disrupt the flow and whatever kind of connection the seller might be making to the uh, potential buyer will um, – possibly be disrupted. So anyway, those are just my thoughts. It was something I, th- I saw, and I think a lot of young people aren't going to realize this, uh, people in their teens, you know, unless you're a natural salesman. But yeah, if you see somebody making a sale, back the fuck off. Even if you want to be helpful, just chill out. Chill out. Let the guy take care of it. Let the girl take care of it. Another thing this weekend, I was so embarrassed that I made a mistake at Chili's. I ordered the wrong hamburger. And l- l- before I go any further, uh, the the menu was messed up, okay? All right. The, the menu had the name of the item, of the wrong item, right underneath the burger I wanted. So I or- you know, looked at the burger, looked right below it, ordered the wrong burger, and I got really frustrated when the waitress came out and then I thought for a second, and I said, you know what? What if I die tomorrow? Is it cool for me to go out like that, even though they're going to replace it and they admit that the bur- you know, the menu's messed up? I should apologize. So I did. I apologized to the lady. I was like, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> I fucked up. I'm an idiot. But... You know, it was uh, something that I, I don't know if I would have done that in the past. I don't know. Maybe I'm just at a, a different point where I would do that. I don't know. So a couple little uh, things from this weekend. And also, guys, you know, if you sometimes you just need to catch up on some sleep. All right. You know, don't be trying to tough it out there all the time. I got an extra I don't I slept for like 14 hours this weekend and it was fantastic. So give it a try sometime. So now I'm going to go ahead and introduce the sponsors so you can take a listen. If you don't want to listen, you can speed up, do whatever you want. Then I'll break into a little bit of what I think is going on in the news and the culture. Okay, guys, we are back. So something that's big on the radar recently is uh, Tucker Carlson made some comments back when he was on some radio show, I don't know, like 10 years ago. Um, And people are like losing their minds over it. So honestly, man, stupid shit. 
It's really not worth paying attention to, to be honest. It is not worth paying attention to. And also, uh, Janine Pirro on Fox News also got grilled for some comments she made. I didn't even read it. It's like it's not even worth looking into. But all you got to know, guys, is that this outrage stuff is bullshit. Don't waste your time looking into it. It's probably not going to go anywhere. So those are the two kind of big pieces that are going on right now currently is uh, Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson and Janine Pirro. And like I said, it's based on, well, Tucker's is based on comments he made like 10 years ago. And it's, I mean, you know, it's uh, like I said, it's not even fucking news. Who cares? Who cares what the guy said? I don't give a shit. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, you know, what your what your deal is. If, um, you know, you made some, you're joking around on a radio show 10 years ago, I don't care what the fuck you said, right? Now, it's one thing if you're like, hey, I want to blow up this building, you know, and you're fucking serious. That's one thing. But, you know, you're joking around on a radio show. Just chill out, dude. Chill out. And uh, the other thing is what's been blowing up is Michael Jackson, man. Holy shit. So this Michael Jackson stuff has blown up the last couple days. Apparently there's an HBO documentary that came out, which uh, just, I guess, covered a lot of the allegations. And I mean, people are, you know, there's a lot of shit going on with that. And what's interesting is that a lot of this stuff was, was known already, but he just got a pass for some reason. I'm not sure why, but he got a pass. And, um, you know, now I think here's my stance on it. I'll give you my stance. So I've already told you, Tucker Carlson, I don't give a shit. Let the guy say what the hell he wants. I don't care. Right. Here's my take on Michael Jackson. I don't know what the fuck happened, but, uh, assuming these people are telling the truth that they did sleep in his bed, even if nothing happened, that's still disgusting. And that's still weird. You know, um, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't watch the documentary. I'm just listening to everything second and third hand here. But I think there are verified reports that he um, at least had people sleeping in his bed, in his room. So as far as that's concerned, that's, uh, that's pretty not cool. So regardless, I mean, that's creepy shit. And I guess we're just going to have to see where that goes, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. Um, I Some people are saying they're dropping Michael Jackson's songs from stuff. And hey, you know, I mean, this is one of those issues where if he was, if if it's true, he was abusing those kids, then man, I could see, you know, I could definitely see why you'd be like, listen, I don't want to listen to the, this guy's stuff because it's, it's really gross. But... Um, I don't know. There's just so much shit going on. Like I said, I didn't even I didn't even watch the documentary, so fuck it. I mean, what the hell do I know? I don't know jack shit. But that's all I got to say, guys. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Remember, you could die tomorrow, so live your life today. Take care of your business. Tell someone you love them. Peace. <laughs>